Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our first episode, our intro episode of a new anime podcast uh, Woo! from the Almost Better Network, um, starring me, AJ, and Mark Choi, and we are going to just get in here, uh, elbow deep, uh, twice a month. <laughs> And talk about some some sweet sweet anime, yeah. Some different genres. Tonight we were thinking some some throwback stuff, maybe a little '90s anime. Um, but you know, we'll just we'll see where this goes. Uh, talk about talk about uh, just anything we're watching now. So, um, first question for you. Uh, so I brought up, I know I, I chatted you the other day about uh, Serial Experiments Lane. Did you happen to get a chance to look at that? Uh, no, because just because of working. Uh, yeah. S- but I'm going to take a look at that and uh, try to get into that. Uh, definitely, I I remember hearing about it. It was uh, something that a friend of mine was watching in college. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's so it's supposed to be. It's I don't know I feel like it was definitely ahead of its time. It's kind of like sort of cyberpunky, but but almost more of like a psychological thriller. So like there's this girl Lane, and she it, it, it's really incredible because the show was made in 1998, and yet they're predicting stuff that's going to happen with technology that that did actually happen in our time period. Like she has this. Uh, computer that has sort of like an artificial intelligence and it it kind of kind of does things that like modern modern technology does now but um, throughout the show like it's slowly the lines between reality and what they call the wired which is just the internet um, with a little bit of a twist on it just it starts to become blurred so it's it's just oh, it, it, it's only thirteen episodes too, which means you can finish it really quickly. But um, even the art is ahead of its time. It it's such a fantastic show. I can't recommend it enough. Um, but if you're if you're a techie and you like anime, this is this is the best of both worlds. It sounds uh, <laughs> sounds pretty good. Sounds mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> sounds a little bit uh. It came out around the same time as Evangelion, and I know you're watching that now. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I, it's one of those animes that I feel like if you want to call yourself like a fan, like you have to see it. And I hadn't seen it, so like people would always bring it up, and I'd be like, "Oh no, I haven't actually seen it yet." So I'm working on that now. Uh, but how? Wait, how old were you when you first saw that? Uh, Evangelion. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um. I'm going to say, th- when I first saw, like, a couple episodes of it, I was probably about 14. 14, okay. Yeah. That's that's about what I expected. Like, that was a time when you couldn't just go, like, Google an anime and find a link to watch it. It's a really crazy thought when you think about it. Like, how did we do that back in the day? I mean, Toonami, but... Adult Swim, too. Yeah. They had their, uh... They like to do late night anime, which is pretty rad. Uh, it's like, true. Yeah, it is. It is very rad and also very unreliable and unpredictable. Did you ever have times where like you'd be watching a show on Adult Swim or whatever, and like the next day, like the series just like resets or like it's the wrong episode? Mm. Like, do you remember that happening? Oh, um, specifically with uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, oh my god, I know. I have seen all of, like, three episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Are you serious, Yeah, dude? but I've seen the final episode at least okay. four times. <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. Um, but you need to go back and rewatch that. that. That is probably one of my favorite animes of all time. I have it downloaded. Wow, I shouldn't say that on recording. Um, ah, it's fine. it's fine. I have a copy of it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and um I yeah, I actually broke down and bought it. Um like I bought well, it wasn't really a broke down moment. Like I was very willing to buy it, but yeah, I have all the DVDs and everything. Um one of the best purchases I've ever made. <laughs> um 
Oh, what else? Oh, I actually, my license plate on my car, the frame for it, is a Cowboy Bebop uh, frame. It says, see you, Space Cowboy, like, oh, in God. the font from the show. <laughs> and I've, no one has commented on it yet, and I'm so disappointed. I'm just, I'm waiting for someone to come up to me and be like, yo, man, that is an awesome license plate frame, but unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. But I'm keeping my hopes up. I used to get, like, the weirdest... Uh the weirdest compliments are like um, people would come up to me while I was like shopping or if I was like checking out uh, at at the grocery store or something. Someone would be like, nice shirt or something. When I was wearing my Naruto, I have a, I have a Naruto t-shirt mm-hmm. um, and an Akatsuki t-shirt. The Dude, one, that... the crossed out um, leaf. Yeah, I actually, I do know what you're talking about. See, I never, okay, I never... F- I kind of dropped the show after a while. Not, I don't know. It it just felt like it was dragging on a, a like a, a whole lot. But I know there's a really really steady fan base for it, and I have no disrespect for the show whatsoever. I really don't. But I did not keep up with it. I do. I mean, I do have a, a decent understanding of what's going on. But it got far fetched towards the end. Uh, the but uh, it ended solid. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I had I had fun with it. I know um, our mutual friend Bren didn't. Oh yeah, um, but he doesn't really. There, oh, I know he publicly trashed me on. Uh, <laughs> on I, I'm not surprised. On because I I hadn't even seen that they were making Naruto 700 plus. Um, <laughs> and then I saw that they were while we were recording an episode of almost better than silence and he uh he told me about it and i i read i read like the first chapter i was like i don't know man i like it and he just like freaked out i know that that show offends him on a personal level uh i i think it's hilarious i i (laughs) i understand like where he's coming from i really do just the all out of the show and shonen jump stuff is kind of like for profit and um they kind of just want to keep it going no matter what but <laughs> but i just I, I love i love seeing bren rant about that kind of stuff yeah it was a bad episode for me um <laughs> doug called me out because he called me out in the show notes of the episode just because i said that i had seen some uh some gray's anatomy he put in the show notes that I like Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> and I never said that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; the show is surprisingly accurate medically, but I don't. I wouldn't call myself a fan of Grey's Anatomy. So they love giving you a hard time about your your interests. Yeah, they do. Or what, or what they want your interests to be. They they want to they want to mold me as a human being, and they can't do that. You can't mold me. <laughs> um. Oh, have you seen? Uh, okay, so we were talking about Bebop. Have you seen Samurai Shampoo? Yes, yes, I okay, have. Good, 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 good. Uh, how freaking awesome is Mugen, dude? Yeah, he's I'm pretty rad. Yeah. he's a pretty cool main character. Dude, oh my god, I uh I've probably rewatched that show three or four times now. Um, the first time I ever finished Samurai Champloo, I remember just seeing like all this like inc- his like crazy breakdancing fighting style, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go make this like crazy workout routine that's gonna make me like him. And uh, of course, you know it didn't work. Like it didn't stick. I never. I I, I stick. I stuck with it for like two days. Like but- a workout routine. Yeah, I was like trying to like get, I was trying to get like ripped and become a ninja like Mugen, and then he isn't even ripped though. He's like a goddamn skeleton. <laughs> no, but he's got like that lean muscle, you know, uh, it's like lean muscle. I, yeah, I don't he's know. stringy. He's like a. Oh, he all right, is. we're gonna we're gonna jump. I who, my favorite samurai of all time, uh, Kenshin Himura from <laughs> Roroni Kenshin. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Um, classic. But uh, he's kind of like stringy, like Sonosuke. Mm-hmm. Like Sonosuke has that like. You ever like look at how they animated him? Like 
how they drew his body shape up. Like he is the weirdest fucking body I've ever seen. Yeah. His yeah. his torso is like a super V, like <laughs> he's got that hourglass shape going. Huge shoulders and then no waist, just nothing <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, he's uh he's built fucking weird. Yeah, and that that, that the animation, I, I really think that was ahead of its time as well. I keep saying that. Like, you see these you see these shows that, that were made that were not assisted by computers the way they are today, and it's just so impressive how they did it. And I, I, I think that definitely falls in that category. Definitely. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely one of my recommended 90s uh, oh, yeah. nostalgia shows. It's on Crunchyroll dubbed, and I've been... Uh, I started it earlier in the week, and I'm already 28 episodes in, so... <laughs> Dude, you're killing it. This, the 28, so that's like 20 minutes an episode. I have been yeah. watching it on breaks at work. I've been watching, fitting an episode into each of my breaks at work, and uh, yeah. when I get home and my girlfriend after my girlfriend goes to work, I'll sit down and I'll watch like four or five episodes. That's so, what you gotta do, man. It's it's so good. Uh, I never watched that show all the way through when I was younger. I only mm-hmm. ever saw to like uh, I think the in the forties. It was it was like during the Shishio arc. Yeah. So that because I think that's that might have been all that Toonami broadcast. I don't think they broadcast the entire show. Yeah, and that yeah that does lead back to that thing we were talking about. Like you can't. It was so unreliable. <laughs> You can't, like, finish a series with Tsunami or Adult Unless Sun. it was Dragon Ball Z, in which yeah. case they aired every goddamn episode at least five times. Yep. They released through the current arc that was out, and then restarted at the beginning. I can't... <laughs> all the fucking <laughs> times they're in the middle of the Frieza fight, and they're yeah. like, oh, the newest episode hasn't come out yet, so yeah. we're gonna just loop right on back to episode one. <laughs> that's what they would do yeah they, it would just like it was so not in order at all oh and another show that did that uh yu yu haka show that was that was frustrating i was in the middle of watching that too i was oh i mean there's over a hundred episodes of that i think i think there's like 113 maybe i was like 17 that. or 18 episodes into that in like a week, I was marathoning that too, and then I, I just uh, trailed off because I was like trying to watch it on uh, on YouTube because someone had uploaded it to YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, English I version. Back. Yeah, the yeah no the English the English uh, dub was pretty good. Um, Kuwabara, um, I think, is one of my favorite Kuwabara. characters. He's cool. His 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 English voice is like such a goofy guy. It's perfect he's, though because he's a ginger from Japan. I know. He's like you're messy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Kuwabara. That was really fucking good, actually. <laughs> you promised you wouldn't leave me. <laughs> he kind of sounds like um, like fucking Muscle Man from regular show. <laughs> No, that's a, that's a good example. His flame sword, remember? What, what was the name of that sword he had? It was like... It was, he used his spirit energy. Yeah. He he had like a hilt that he... He just like picked up that slightly magical uh, like wooden sword hilt that was broken and then he could like make it into a into an actual sword. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. But yeah, he was a He a was really badass. Oh, dude, his three eyes. Yeah. He was such a cool character. His fucking... It was like a black dragon fire attack that he did that, like, actually, like, hurt him every time he used it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Oh, how epic was it when, when, uh... When, like, whenever he screamed, like... Well, not, not Hie, but, um... Yusuke, he would go, like, shotgun! Yeah, and when, that uh... That shotgun move was so freaking... The, I got, like, tingles in my spine. Dude, yeah, like, every single one of those... Bo- the They were basically boss... It was, like watching an rpg be played like i know it was oh, it was so the boss battle each of them was like a boss battle that like that whole yeah. s- time when they go against the four or whatever and each of them has to fight one yeah and it's just it's just a a, a solo boss battle that is mm-hmm. so awesome they're they went fucking nuts with uh with the, the like epic levels when he fights the guy with that weird the blonde and red hair yeah, yeah, and yeah, he he does the he puts his shoes on his hands. 
to to discharge his electricity because he's like the god of thunder or something. Yeah, that was nuts. Oh, man. Now Shotgun. you're making me want to yeah. rewatch this. I, I really do want to rewatch it, but I, unfortunately, I can't because I just have I have so much stuff. I have I have like those Windows um like little like Post-it notes you can put like on your desktop. Yeah, I have a list of shows that I'm I'm planning on watching. Um. Actually, let me let me read through it. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I might as well because there's not that many there right now. Uh, Tokyo Ghouls number one. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it either. So, also Hayuka is the second one. Third one is Beyond the Boundary. Then Hell Girl and The Coffin Princess. Those I haven't ones? seen any of those, yeah. uh, and I've only heard of the first one. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about him. I was just seeing if maybe you didn't know we could talk about him. Um, I, uh, I actually try to keep, um, I try to keep up, I know Kotaku, they're sort of a little weeb, a little weeaboo. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. They like to do uh, seasonal uh, previews and reviews uh, for anime. So, like, every season they'll do... Like, oh, we're going into the summer, so they'll preview all the shows coming out in the summer that, like, people are looking forward to. And then they'll do a review at the end of the summer of all the shows and, like, how they felt about them. And it's pretty pretty nice. It's, like, a quick little guide that they do. That sounds like a fantastic Um, job. I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, I wish I worked for Kotaku. Holy fuck. (laughs) I know. I would be at E3 right now. Oh. Video games, dude. I seriously, I get home from work, and I play video games and watch anime until bed, <laughs> and that's it, pretty much every day. And I'm completely fine with that. Oh, uh, I'm still ready. Playstations, half an hour till Playstations uh, E3 presentation. Yeah, super, super psyched. Also, yeah. Fallout Four coming out. Oh, That'll be fucking God. amazing. Oh, I know. I've I've been. So I never played, like, the old original ones, but, like, back in 08, Fallout 3 came out, and then ever since then I've been uh, a pretty big fan of the games. I've beat all of the all of the ones that have been out since then, which I guess was just 3 and then New Vegas. Yeah, I've uh, only ever beaten the, the story modes in 3 in New Vegas, but I have the expansion stuff for New Vegas, and uh, when I had... Three, I had the expansion stuff, so yeah. I need to. I want to go back and play through the expansion stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I have you. Do you ever mess around with like Nexus mods and stuff like that with Bethesda games like um, on PC? Or do you play on PC or on co- console? Well, I have New Vegas on PC and okay. I have it on my 360. I have the. I have all of the expansion stuff on both of them. Yeah. Um, I I've played through both on each each uh, system. Okay. Because, yeah, so I was probably, I don't know, maybe 25 hours into New Vegas. And being me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on and see if there's any cool mods that just came out. And I installed this mod that was obviously not perfected. Uh, I saved the game. And lo and behold... This mod was insanely unstable, and my game kept crashing every, every like minute after. It fucking I saved. corrupted your save. Yes, and you can't undo that. So once once you save, your save is dependent on that mod. You can't like take the mod out of that save because it relies on it. So I, I rage quit New Vegas because of that. Oh, did you I beat know. you beat New Vegas though, right? Yeah, I ended up I ended up going back and and playing it again, but. Um, I, uh, actually, what I ended up doing was, I think, well, I think I had a prior save. I know, I know I didn't start from the beginning. This was a little while ago, so I think I had, like, some prior save, and I, I probably loaded that one, but it set me back a really long time. Um, but either way, I was still pretty mad. Everything besides PC for New Vegas was unstable as hell. Uh, New Vegas was super... Super glitchy. Um, oh, it was so buggy. I consoles. had bugs. I had bugs before I even started doing mods. It was a, an awesome environment, great setting, but yes, that game that game could have used a little bit more time in development. 
it uh, used to crash on me regularly on my 360 when I was like in key moments. It would just yeah. sh- uh, it would just stop working, and I'd be like, "Why?" Yeah, I'm not even su- I'm not surprised in the in the slightest. <laughs> that game was that game was like like that's like a benchmark for for bugs. It seriously is. All right, um, let's reel it back into the anime. Oh, definitely yeah. stratosphere here. Where, uh, <laughs> yeah, where f- I, I wrote well, this will go in the show notes. Uh, Fallout tangent it will go in the show notes. <laughs> so uh, that'll be fun. Um, oh, I just finished a new anime last night. Actually, Have did you, you? Heard of uh, Akame Got Kill? Yes, I heard of it. Okay, it. Oh, I. I loved it. It was so, so great. 24 episodes. Um, have you seen any of it or no? No, I haven't. Oh, it's, okay. It's on, is it on Crunchyroll or Netflix? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's f- pretty new. So it came out in 2014, uh, winter season, I believe. Um, I might be wrong about that. But anyway. So this is, a, this is an anime that is not scared to like push the boundary. Like, they're not scared to do anything, basically. They're not scared to kill off main characters, I'm not spoiling anything. So is it, it's like the Game of Thrones of anime. Oh, yeah, that's actually a very good way of putting it. It's insanely brutal. They, they're they not afraid to kill off anybody. You even have emotional ties to the enemies. Like, the the people, the main characters that you love are fighting. Like, you you like them, too. It's, it is such a roller coaster of emotion. But, fantastic, 24 episodes. A lot of people didn't like the ending. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic, um, but you definitely need to check that one out. Agame Ga Kill. That and and yeah, it's on Crunchy, so you can just stream it whenever you want. Um, what what else? I I've been doing a lot of like rewatching mm-hmm. um, recently. Uh, I haven't hit. I mean, I should start watching the uh, second season of uh, I can't understand what my husband is saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love that show. Um, it's so cute. It's it is. So, it's adorable. It's uh, so kawaii. It's so kawaii. I started rewatching uh, the second season of Sword Art Online. Oh, good, um, good. All's right in the world. The that those first that first fourteen episode span that first story arc in the second season. Oh, just so goddamn good. I know, dude. How do people not like that? Seriously, there's so many haters. It was so, almost better than the first season. Like it was they uh the way just like every time he did something, like I'm not gonna say anything like story wise in case there are still people who haven't seen Sword <laughs> on online. Yeah. Um, but every time he did something fucking amazing, you just get like goddamn chills. Like I know, dude. The third, the last episode of that the the well the mid season finale. Oh my god, I stood up and screamed when that happened. Dude, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that was like... I was just like, Kirito, yes! Like, you know it's a fight. Like, we can say it was a fight. Because yeah. uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool, like, with everyone, like... Like, everyone watching. Like, the entire... Like, it was the entire world watching this time. Yeah, it just brought it on like such a ridiculous scale. Uh, the whole thing, like that's the one thing that I think kind of gets lost. Actually, they don't mention it as much. They show the cameras um, during the tournament there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, I, I, okay. So I think I know what you're talking. Yeah. So that scene was insane. Like when they're in, they're logged into um, Gun Gale, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Oh no, that scene wasn't. Incredible! That was so fantastic. I'm oh yeah, about, and then like, he fucking nails it in the bar. Um, wait, are we talking about like right, like right after that? Yeah, right after, right after the the ending of Bullet of Bullets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then okay. he, and then he fucking goes like real human being. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. he just right. fucking they fucking ha- they home run the shit out of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page. Uh, no, but like they, I don't think it's really discussed as much, and they, the, they bring the scope down, like, incredibly, even though it's something that's, like, it's a worldwide phenomenon, that game, and they don't go into that as much, uh, 
like how epic that whole final fight really is because it's being shown on a global scale. Yeah. Like everyone everyone who plays Gun Gale or is like it really interested in virtual reality MMOs is watching this fucking fight that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And they have all those cameras and shit, but they bring it down by like showing they don't bring it down, but they like bring the scope down by showing just the characters that you know watching mm-hmm. it like just the people in the world that the viewer knows watching yeah. it it brings down the scale and i think it undersells it uh real hard i think they could have made it very uh they could have shown like people watching like all around the world mm-hmm. like you know how like when uh like epic moments happen in yeah. shows or movies and then to do that like dun 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 and they had show like faces of like they flash the faces of different people watching like of the events happen that you don't know yeah, yeah. but i think no. they could have that would have made it gigantic in scope <laughs> that's a good point no that that's a actually i've never heard anybody say that before but that's that's a very good critique of the show um it's minor but yeah no that's that's really that actually is a very good point I wish, uh, I like, I, the, it's like the same way, like, with, uh, with Harry, for Harry Potter with me, um, the way they did the movie, um, I think really undersold the scope of the final fight mm-hmm. between him and, him and Voldemort. Yeah, uh, I see, I can't, I can't even chime in on it. I never read the books, I'll be, oh, I'll, I'll admit Mark, it. you're killing me. I know, I'm sorry, I watched all the movies, but yeah, no, I never, I never read them. You need to you need to find either find a copy online like a PDF of yeah. the final book or um like read the like find the, a copy of the final book like a physical copy yeah. because the last like 150 pages of that book are a fucking masterpiece of yeah. of uh, literature. I see I I'll, I'll probably just buy the physical copy. I I love I do love reading so like I I'm not opposed to that at all. If you read the final 150, you're going to want to read the entire series. Yeah. Not even joking, like dead serious. I read the entire series in a month. I read the... Actually, I did read the first one. I think I was nine, but I I read the first one. So I think that's that's due for a reread at this point. It's weird because it, it stands the test of time because it's not... They don't... T- she didn't tie it... The books into, like... It's tied to reality, but not in a sense where, like, you're forced to acknowledge all of these, like, pop culture conventions. Mm-hmm. So, it, there's a, it's tied to a reality in a sense that you... There's a normal world and a magical world, but that's pretty much the basis. Like, they... Even, like, the... You know when the years are it takes place, but you wouldn't be able to tell that unless she, like specifically states what years like the show take or not the show wow uh the the book book. series takes place yeah you would like that's she she managed to and that's what's gonna make it stand the test of time because there's no like yeah it doesn't it won't ever feel outdated is what you mean yeah like uh like if you go back now and watch like the fucking uh toby mcguire spider-man movies uh (laughs) It'll feel outdated immediately because of their use of pop culture references and music that they use in the movie, like fucking Macy Gray in the first one, or like um, that Dashboard Confessional song at the end of the second one. I think it is. Don't get Brendan started on uh, Spider Man. This I love Spider Man. Spider Man is my favorite, my favorite I, hero. He he will probably, well he he he's completely opposed to the fact that they even made another series. Um, I don't even think he's seen them because he was so against it. See, um, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, though, um, the second Amazing Sp- like Amazing Spider-Man Two was really good. Like, if you like, but like, for me at least, I view it as like them doing a decent job with a comic adaptation for uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, they were absolutely leading into him dying. Yeah, like it wasn't even it wasn't even debatable. Like he like he was going to die by probably by the the end of the third movie he was going to die. Yeah. Um. Or like the maybe the beginning of the fourth one, and they were going to introduce a new Spider Man. So they completely blew like an entire universe because Sony had something like eight or nine movies set up to uh for like secondary movies to spin off of the series. 
Yeah. And I was I was so pissed that they sold they sold out to fucking <laughs> to fucking Disney and they did. They did. It made me so mad because like I I don't know. I was happy that he wasn't part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just be just because like I think those movies are getting like really fucking hackneyed like <laughs> overall. Like they're getting overdone. Like yeah. I didn't like Ultron like Mm-hmm. I thought Ultron was just they tried way too fucking hard. Yeah, I see I, I didn't think it was bad. Um I also Yeah, no, you're you're right. They they've become less niche. They they're becoming like not that they ever were like they're not they never were like underground or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. But but they've become more and more popular with a wider and wider audience over the past couple of years. So. And I think the more that's happening, the worse. Like, Thor is like the culmination. The Thor movies are like the culmination of like the the poopy that goes along with <laughs> with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, like they're the underlying shit that's like building up at the bottom of the tank. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's like that really gets me. That gets me going. Like yeah. that. The fact that um, there are people that just like Loki better than Thor, it make it makes me mad. Yeah, because it should never like in a superhero movie, that should never be the case. Mm-hmm. Like you should never have a better connection with the villain than you do with the main the main character. Yeah, and that's that all comes down to well. The acting, writing and the casting act- and all the other shit that goes yeah. along with movies. Exactly. Anyway, let's let's try and deviate back or not. Yeah, deviate. we let's try. <laughs> yeah, let's go, go back to anime. We we it's so easy for us to just go down paths of of ner- nerdiness, but well, I mean, that's a great thing about anime. It's like a sort of a wonderful crossroads between all these different cultures. It is. It is. You're right, and. So many people do not understand anime. They really don't. And, and ugh, I don't know if you're the same way. Every single time I try and bring it up in a setting where people don't typically watch it. Like, an example, like at lunch at work the other day, I brought up some anime. The one guy was like, oh, you like anime? <laughs> like, you, you know the whole deal. You, like, you immediately become a uh, social yeah. pariah. Uh, yeah. they, they look down on you. And it's... Yeah really sort of a dumb stigma that goes a lot like um a lot of my high school friends will give me shit sometimes or like if uh i try to show them something awesome that happens like i tried to i got i tried to get my uh my friends into watching sword art because of how like fucking fanatical i was about it when i came out Mm -hmm. and they sort of just laughed it off like i got they made us and then i showed them the first like six episodes and they liked it, yeah. But then they the didn't thing. continue it. Like yeah, they no, stopped when I wasn't forcing it down their throat. Yeah, that's that's that does happen a lot of the time, and people just don't want to give it a chance because it's different to them, and they don't like it. They don't like what other people are going to think of them if they do like it. They're afraid of actually liking it. They think that if this is something that appeals to me, it's going to hurt my my reputation, how people perceive me. Um, I've just gotten to the point in my life. I'm pro- sure you're probably there too. Where I just, I honestly just do not care, and yeah. I will talk about it wherever I want, and that is that. And you know, dude, like this, dude, people like over in Japan, like freaking drift cars, like these, like awesome, like super machines. Like people just throw like anime chicks all over the hood of their car, like. Like, it's such a social norm. Like, the coolest people over there just have, like, anime, like, spread on all their stuff. It's a like, way that's, of life. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the cool thing to do is have, like, some anime chick painted on the side of your drift car. Like, like that's so awesome. And unfortunately, it's just so not the way it is over here. But, oh, well. Yeah, we'll just keep keep finding people who like what we like and keep our small groups but do you, uh, this is another thing I was thinking about. Do you ever, like, like, we're in our 20s, like, young 20s. I'm like, mid-20s. Mid-20s. Oh. Okay. 
Either way, same thing. That's a couple yeah. of years. Not really a big deal. Like, do you think about, like... Like, I don't know. There's not been any generations like us so far. Like, do you think there's going to be a bunch of, like, 45-year-old, 50-year-old people that are, like, <laughs> talking about anime and stuff? I hope so. I hope so, too. I really I, do. I hope to be able to, like, go to lunch at, like, a corporate job and have... Um, my cubicle mate be like, hey, did you check out the new episode of whatever Yeah, last night? I was uh, thinking, yeah, that's ugh, I, that's what I'm hoping to, like, I really don't want this to die out. Like, that's my biggest fear. Well, as long as people like us exist, I don't think it ever will. Like, uh, we are, we are a special breed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, It sounds so fucking pretentious. No, uh, it, it, it's true, though. It's, like, there, there's... It, no, you're really spot on with that. Um, yeah i I don't think I don't think we'll die out. I I think it's gonna. It's not. Uh, people talk. My my parents specifically were always my mom. Not so much my dad. Yes, about like um, thinking it sort of as a phase. Yeah, thinking of uh, as oh, yeah. watching cartoons and playing games as a phase. Yep. But it's not. It's such a big part of our culture anymore. Yeah. That you can like people make entire careers off these things. So I think as soon as you start making it a legitimate career path, there you have to start taking it seriously. It's a real thing. Like it's mm-hmm. not something that just goes away overnight. Yeah. No, my parents were exactly the same way. Um they were extremely unsupportive of anything anything anime related that I ever liked or did uh, and there's it, it, just a, just a different generation I guess like they don't understand it they don't see it from our viewpoint of course you know they would never actually give one a chance so yeah there and there are some really great ones that uh a lot of uh, older generations would really fucking cling on to like any of the Miyazaki films from oh, the 90s definitely. they would probably if they were real movies they would have like and by real i mean if they were just done with the actual like live action you could they would have been blockbusters in their own right like yeah and that's why spirit away winning the anim- when what was that best animated picture yeah that was huge for the genre. That oh, really yeah. opened it up for people who were trying, like, thinking about getting into anime uh, back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, Miyazaki's really turned the genre into, like, an accessible, uh, an attainable goal. Like, he something did. people can actually get into. I know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not trying to sound pretentious again. Do you ever, like, meet those people that are like, yeah, I watch, like, I love anime, and they're like, what's your favorite anime and they're like all they can come up the only thing they can muster is like Miyazaki films and that's it <laughs> do you know what I'm I, talking about yeah it's not I haven't run into it as much just cause uh it's like uh you almost you I know whenever I used to run into people like that like when I was like in my earlier parts of college and stuff I always tried to educate them more yeah. about like the genre Mm-hmm. And tried yeah. to like broaden their horizons instead of just letting them like sort of live their their dull um, <laughs> only Miyazaki film uh, lives. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like a douche, but there's like, like pe- like the only reason they're even talking about it is just as like trying to be like quirky and different, kind of almost like a hipsterish type thing. It's like girls that were. Uh, Darkroom glasses that don't. Yes, exactly. That is oh, that is a perfect, perfect example. Yeah, it's like, look at me, I'm such a nerd. Yeah, and then they take all kinds of profile pictures, but then like you see them in real life and they're wearing contacts or not even wearing glasses at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ow, why? It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just it's just a all front. But there there are legitimate. Uh, there are if they could name a couple of the really. Like the more poignant uh, Miyazaki films, and not just like Spirited Away, mm-hmm. and like what the more popular. Like uh, personally, I think uh, my favorite is Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, that's fantastic. Uh, and Nausicaa: The Valley of the Wind is really fucking good. That one's a 
another one. But if they give me like Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away, yeah, and um, what's the one with James Vanderbeek? Castle in the Sky, yeah, like the three most popular like mainstream um, ones, and mm-hmm. those are the only ones they've seen. Then I'm gonna educate them real quick on the ones they need to view, yeah, which are the older ones and that one in '97 that stole everyone's hearts. <laughs> Uh, which I got actually as a Christmas gift from my girlfriend on Blu-ray. Oh, that's so nice. I'm I so my girlfriend I I've gotten her. I mean, she she grew up watching some. She grew up in Taiwan. She she watched some anime over there. It was all in Chinese, but um, I've been trying to get her into some other stuff. And I mean, she's been watching it with me. Um, Probably the most recent one we've watched together is called Zanku No Terror. Um, and it's about like these two guys that uh, grew up in this government facility and like they were like, I don't want to say tortured, but they were like these test subjects and they broke out and they're like geniuses and they keep planning all these terrorist plots throughout Tokyo. And it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a really cool show. Um, but we watched that together. Um, and also the Miyazaki films, of course. She loves those. Yeah. Um, although, actually, My Neighbor Totoro might be up there for me. I, I, it's so weird. Like, nothing happens in that movie at all, if you go back and think about it. Like, they meet, like, they get lost. Like, they meet Totoro and, like... Obviously, the sad stuff with the mom and everything. <laughs> like, if you th- like, the whole plot is like it's not that complicated, but at the same time, there's so much happening. And it's so great. I don't, know. and I love the soundtrack too. The, the the soundtracks for for literally all of them are uh, amazing. They're all beautiful in their yeah. own right. Yeah, a very jazz themed, and I love that. I love all the jazz mm-hmm. behind it. I always uh. Was Kiki's Delivery Service a Miyazaki film? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I remember that. Um, I actually, uh, I managed to get my uh, eighth grade class to watch that um, on our way home from our, we had an overnight trip in eighth grade to Boston, and on the bus I managed to get uh, that on nice. the TV. Nice. And uh, her, it w- it didn't have the best reception, but um, just because I mean eighth grade, you know everyone's like fourteen yeah. and fucking stupid. So yeah, and everyone wants to be cool and like you know animated stuff's not cool, man. Yeah, we're adults. We yeah. were grown ups, and everyone's like they all have that Yahigo Miyoji uh, <laughs> that mentality. I'm not a kid. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it was. I don't know that. That that movie is pretty good too. There's a there are a bunch of uh, but a bunch of really good uh, anime films. Some of, even some of the Dragon Ball Z anime films are really good in terms they of are. story. They present better stories than the actual main storyline. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's Goku was a Bardock, father of Goku. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Legacy of Trunks. Those those two alone are probably the best stories. No, those dude, Legacy of Trunks, that oh, that was like me when I was like nine. That was like I remember my friend snagged a copy of that, and like, oh my god, like that was it. That was like the coolest thing I've I'd ever seen. And we 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 used to play Dragon Ball Z in the front yard where we like pick characters and like pretend to fight, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, no, I just have insanely nostalgic feelings towards Legacy of Trunks. That's like... It's such a good, like, uh, like between that and then, mm-hmm. like, the ending of that movie, when he gets in the time machine, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna fix all this. Yeah. Like, at that whole moment, it's like, wow. Like, yeah. you get all of his motivations, like... You see a part of uh, the teen trunks that goes into the past that you don't see, like in the show. In the show, they kind of have they like he's a very flat character. Yeah, they really round him out there, and they put a lot of and then they went and done fucked everything with uh, GT the way they made him in GT. 
Um, Jeez, we don't talk about that. The, yeah, I'm so glad they're making Super instead. And Toriyama's like, yeah, fuck GT. For real, though. <laughs> I know. He's like, this is... I didn't sanction that shit. Yeah. The, I, the, uh, I said this in the last podcast I was in. The only GT character I like is Pan. I think she's really cool. And I think the fact that they had a female Saiyan was different and I liked it and that was probably the only thing I liked about GT she should have gone Super Saiyan yeah but they yeah. needed they needed to have that definitely, that needed to be definitely. a thing and they didn't they didn't go down that path which they I was didn't. surprised uh, they didn't but at least they made one they made a female Saiyan for the first time ever cause like yeah. you don't know anything about f- women in the Saiyan race at all up until GT and I guess you still really don't know that much but at least there is one that's like a quarter Saiyan or whatever they show a couple of them um in um Bardock father of Goku oh uh, he, there's one in his squad or whatever that he leads um mm. his attack squad he's like the closest to becoming a Super Saiyan, like, he's almost a Super Saiyan before Brawly, Bardock. Like, he has, like, his... He... He, like, fights Freezer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, the cl- he's the closest out of, like, all the Saiyans to being a Super Saiyan. Um, leading, leading up to uh, Brawly, or Broly, however you want to pronounce uh, his yeah. name. And then Goku falls, falls suit true yo have you ever seen ergo proxy this just popped in my head okay this is another that's another like early 2000s anime actually maybe that was like mid 2000s i don't know it's called ergo proxy it's actually i'm not even gonna go down that path it's so confusing to explain i'm not even gonna bother never mind (laughs) um (laughs) uh let me see. The early two thousands anime Eureka Seven is pretty good. Oh, yeah uh, that that actually got released on Netflix pretty recently. It, yeah, I uh, I can't remember where I watched it first, but uh, yeah, that was my Eureka Seven. I consider my um, I consider that my Evangelion actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you see you can see that. I don't, you, have you, did you see that show? Yeah, I did actually. Um, yeah, I, I and I'm not. I love. I do like mech shows. I do. Um, I'm not as like. I'm not like insanely obsessed with them, but I that one was fantastic, and it deserves the recognition that it got. It got really. It got just a very good uh, overall review. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty rad. It but did. yeah, that's my. Uh, that's definitely my. Um, my Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I like the soundtrack for for Erica Seven a lot. Yes, Story it's, Writer uh, is a really good song. Yeah, there, there's it's like a <clears throat> wasn't there like an an Amazing Grace song from that? I'm not. I know maybe I'm like completely wrong, but an like, Amazing Race song. No, you know the song Amazing Grace, like the <clears throat> like the old like hymn. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was, I don't know, I was, I was listening to a, uh, this, like, anime trance song the other day, and, like, it said it was from that show, and it was, like, a Japanese remake of it, but maybe I'm just making it up. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll just keep moving. It's, a. Uh... god damn, it was a really good show. The Japanese version won like a whole bunch of awards towards the end of its uh, run. Its yeah. original run, it won a bunch of uh, awards and character design awards. So, uh, uh, it was a real good show. I want to see Ao, even though it's like, um, it's like a secondary take on the uh, on the series, like in a weird, um, different universe. Mm-hmm. So I. I I think uh, I think that I I heard it didn't get as good of reviews. Like people thought, like, oh, well, this is confusing. Like you don't know what's happening and stuff. But you have to view it like uh, you're in like a completely different, uh, like a different yet tangent universe. So I, I'm gonna look at that one. I think uh, look into it. But yeah, dude, uh, 
fucking love story writer that song they played every time action moments happen. Yes, yes. That like that like how it like cut out like it would just like cut out when they're like shit's happening and then it would just come flying back in with all yeah. the, the drums and guitar. I do. I love the colors too of that show. Yeah, it was it was very like vibrant. The trapper, yeah, uh, the green, like the green butterfly, flying animal sort of stuff. <coughs> but yeah, so that that was a good show. Yeah. Um, what else? Nineties, uh, nineties wise, uh, the Gundam shows were really good in the nineties. Oh yeah, all the Gundams. That that's where like I would always like visit my cousins during the summer, and we would hang out and like, watch all the Gundam stuff, and they kind of got me into that. Um, I, uh, I, unfortunately, I never really, like, consistently watched it. Like, I watched Gundam Seed for a while, I remember, one summer. Um, and then Wing, like you were talking about. Um, and then just, like, miscellaneous episodes here and there. Did you watch the entirety of G Gundam? Of G Gundam? No, I did not. I didn't. That needs. I have. Uh, actually, I. I have a DVD. Uh, copy of G Gundam, and it is. Uh, has the first episode has one of the best lines I think in the history of. Uh, the history of anime, and I'm going to. I'm probably going to edit it into this episode. Do it. You may have those silver feet, but I've got these gold fingers! Um, like, right where I'm talking about it right now. So, 53 minutes in. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm gonna throw that shit in there, because it was, uh... It's one of the best... One of the best lines. It's so funny. Um, it's doofy, <laughs> but awesome. And that, that's how the entire show was. Like, G Gundam actually came out before Gundam Wing. Really? Um, okay. But they were released in opposite order in the United States. Oh, okay. That makes sense, then. Because, that does, that does. because Wing follows the previous... Uh, the previous um, Gundam shows. It follows their, like, uh, their control patterns for the Gundams, where they're sitting in cockpits. Mm-hmm. And G Gundam has them wearing... Uh, like cybernetic like suits like uh, skin tight like rubberized suits that have um, nerve connections with their body so they can control the Gundams from the cockpit like by actually moving mm-hmm. so yeah that uh, G G was really good like it was just a really good show I uh, I, I really so. should go back and check all those out and I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to um I have so much to get through I. I, the, that's the thing with animes, dude. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of animes that have been made, and like you will never run out of anime to watch. That's the thing. Yeah. I try and keep up with like this year's current season, so I can like talk with people about like what's going on currently. But I always find myself watching stuff from like five years ago, and then mm-hmm. sure enough, I use all my time up on that kind of stuff, and like. Like you, you just never are going to run out of content, and that is something I love about about anime. You, you're never going to be bored, at all. Yeah, you will hit a. There will be a rough patch or two where you just hit a layer of shit, because <laughs> um, that just happens when you're dealing with any genre of anything that you oh, might yeah. like. Oh yeah, oh definitely, and you have to know when to. There quit. are definitely some clunkers. You do have to know when to quit. Like, so there are people who are like always. Uh, all about sticking through the show, finishing it until the last episode. But like I, and and I was like that for a very long time. I thought, you know, I start a show. I need in order to give it the appropriate review, I need to finish it. But honestly, man, if you're if you're fifteen twenty episodes into a show and there's like sixty episodes, like and you really really hate it, chances are you might as well just use your time for a show that you're gonna like. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I, people are gonna disagree with me on that one, but I, you got you have to give it some time. I'll give you that. Ten episodes, fifteen episodes. If you really, really hate it, just move on. Like, I, I don't know. A lot of people 
will entirely disagree with that standpoint. But yeah, they like to milk it. Uh, the, not milk it, but like uh, just finish it out. They like to grind yeah, it they, out, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, worth they it. think that that you can't accurately judge something unless you finished everything about it. And I see the viewpoint. I really do. I see it entirely, but um, it's just not yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're wrong. Like. Oh my god! Like, I don't know. Like, uh, there were weird moments uh, in the second season of Sword Art that I was like questioning. I was like, why? Like the the second half of the second season um, kind of caught me off guard because I didn't expect them to focus on so- something like a, like that. Like they change. It was a. It was in the same way that season one, how they did the split. And switched gears oh, yeah, so, almost uh, between Sao and um, Alfheim. Alfheim, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, yeah, I uh, I'm a huge fan of the whole series. I love Xenon. Although the the only thing I think about the second season that maybe I would have done differently is I feel like Asuna didn't get very much screen time. Uh I mean, the second half she got, she was like pretty much the main character. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But the first, like the first thirteen episodes of season two, or she, she was kind of an afterthought. Um, and yeah, after the entirety of season one was like fucking about her. True. Like, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. They, <laughs> like they. I mean, like the first half of season one, it was kind of like him, like becoming becoming what he was like always like i his he had a manifest destiny um in that goddamn game and his manifest destiny was to be the the greatest player in the world yeah and it was so god damn it that show is so good the first that first season the first half in sao just like oh i know the way everything comes like like kayaba like how he uh how he like has those like little quirks built into the system to pick out like characters that are deserving, like people who are deserving of certain skills and abilities. So awesome! Like there's only one hero in the entire game, and he is selected. Uh, it is, <sighs> and he's the he plays and it's be, you can see it because he like, plays by himself. He's like by himself the entirety of that first season. I do. I, there's a soft spot in my heart for that show. Um, God damn I, it! Yeah, I bought I bought one of my friends a poster from that show recently as a gift. <laughs> Just a side note. Uh, I, I love. The, uh, I have a Kirito poster as well. I, I haven't hung it up yet. I'm gonna get a frame for it because it's not a wall scroll. So it's like I need to get something to. It's got to be him in his like original Sao guard. Yeah, yeah, he's in his with his two yep, swords and the black trench coat and everything. So good, it's so cool. That moment, the, there are a couple. I can like literally edit together like uh, like a twenty minute episode of his greatest hits of like Kirito's greatest yeah, hits, and it's like uh, <laughs> the fucking first boss battle. So much screaming uh, while a sword is slashing through huge monster things. Dude, his... When he solos oh, that boss and unleashes the dual yep. wielding was, like, my favorite moment, I think, of the entire yeah. show. Oh, dude, one of my favorite parts of the show, when he's... Esc- I think Pinon is the name, when he's escorting... Well, that might be the, be the, be the pet of... That's the pet yeah, of the girl Pinon. when he's escorting her to yeah, uh to get flower. the the feather or the flower yeah, yeah and then and those people like try and like jump him and yes and he's just like taking the damage that's one of his greatest hits faster than they can hurt him and he's like you find out he's like level eighty or whatever he's like that's the he's like that's the crappy part about about level based games you reach a point where you're on where you're basically invincible to other yeah. players. Because I, he's like, I, re- I regen faster than the damage you, you like five people that are attacking me at the same time are doing. Like, you guys couldn't kill me if you wanted to. <laughs> I know, it's so that that. And she's just like, what? How is this possible? Kill him! And he's just like, it's impossible. You're not gonna, you're not gonna stop me. I'm like so much higher yeah. than you. That's like probably one of my favorite scenes. 
Yeah, he wrecked her shit. Holy he fuck. Did. He did. Yeah, he just, like, walks up and just, like, takes all this, like, ridiculous... She's, like, terrified that he's gonna <laughs> die. He's, like, 40-something levels higher know, than he, her. She doesn't know it because he's hiding his level. I love that they, they could do that, too. Like, they didn't have to play with their level exposed, even when they're in groups they together. Don't. Like, he keeps it hidden from that whole guild, that little guild, that he's, like, 20 levels higher than oh, the rest yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, they all, they all, yeah. It makes me that so sad. So sad. That whole thing was the so Christmas sad. episode. Oh my god, oh, I died. No. I died. I died forever when that episode happened. I was like, I'm done. I'm done for like a couple days. Not going to be able to watch any more of this. It was so sad. Because I didn't watch it till the whole first season was out. So I just like, I just like, it was like episode four that they hit you with that, like right in the gut. And I was like, no, no, I'm done for like a day or two. I can't. Oh, Yo, man. Okay. Have you ever heard of a show called Welcome to the NHK? Okay. Yes. How, did you, you've seen it. I've seen portion of it. I love that show. It is... It's... Uh, I don't know. It's one of the most... It's one of the realest animes to me. So, it, you know, it focuses on, like... You know how Japan has the huge hikikomori or neat problem with... Like just shut-ins who yeah twenty somethings yeah. like people in uh, in our yeah age basically range. us yeah it's, it's <laughs> me and you so like us except minus our American bravado exactly exactly <laughs> and so I don't know it it's I feel like it really like just the the whole the American anime uh, like the whole, like, demographic of people who like anime in America, I feel like probably can relate to this, because, you know, just the fact that he's, you know, he's not super great with, like, talking to people. Well, actually, he's terrible, because he's a hikikomori, but um, just the whole idea of, like, dealing with social anxiety and battling, like, who you are and your existence and every day, like, trying to fight to go out and, and, and do new things that scare you. It's just such a down... It's it's such, like, a down-to-earth show. And the fact... I don't know if you know this, but the author of that... The author of Welcome to the NHK actually battled with um, severe social anxiety and depression. Um, and wrote that... The, he wrote the novel as, like, an outlet to... A coping yeah, mechanism. And, this, I mean, the sad thing is, after he he admitted he basically lived on the income from that series and went back to his old ways after almost overcoming it, which is very sad. But yeah, it just seems like I don't know. It, it, it's, I feel like I can really feel the guy's passion through the whole thing with Sato Kun, and for anyone who doesn't doesn't know what it is, the guy Sato is like. A shut-in. Uh, he dropped out of school and like lives in his apartment by himself. He doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't have any friends. Um, and then like one day, this girl decides that she's gonna save him. He meets her accidentally, and she like dedicates her time to trying to help him. And it's just it's just such a great show. Um, <laughs> it's very. Uh, very sexual at times. I tried to get my girlfriend to watch it. And she was like, not having a lot of it, and I was like, just please listen. Like, it gets a lot better. Like, there's not as much sex stuff later. Just wait. It'll get better. It's <laughs> uh, it's harder to admit, but I was in a very similar place. Even like f- probably about six years ago, um, actually, when I started college, I dealt with a lot of a uh, a lot of uh, mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, issues, depression, and social anxiety. Yeah. So it it got me right in the yeah no, and me too. I'll admit it. Right in the sense of yeah, self, I I I completely understand how you feel. I promise, I really do. Um, and a lot of people, I think, that enjoy anime and nerd culture probably have to deal with this kind of stuff because we're not, you know, we're not the norm. People don't see us as like we're we're not. <laughs> We're not like it's not like you desire to be like like us. You really don't. It's just the way that America works. So it's advanced quite a bit, though, and we'll it be has. there. We'll get You're there. Right. It really has. 
Um, but it's, yeah, no, fantastic show. So much, so much emotion. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that, that show is good. I've seen, from what I've seen, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably yeah. end there. No, dude, this, this, uh, or end here, yeah. I should say. This was a long, ep- or a pretty good intro yeah, episode, this flew I'd by. say. I, that just, you, dude, you and I can talk about this kind of stuff, like, for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, this show's gonna go down like gangbusters. <laughs> it's, uh, this shit's gonna be amazing. Yes. So I think people are really gonna enjoy us talking. about I really this hope stuff. so. I really, really hope so. Um, and we love the fans. Oh yeah, the fans are where it's at. So and I don't know, connecting with people is pretty rad. Oh yeah, uh, the one thing I wanted to mention, um, you know, the depression and anxiety and stuff. You'll notice that as a underlying theme in Evangelion. I don't know how far you are, but the creator of that show also. Um, that's his like mag. As magnum opus or whatever that he keeps like going back and like changing and stuff he was suffering from like super depression uh when he wrote the entirety of evangelion yeah. so he um that's his uh that was his coping mechanism he was like going through a whole bunch of difficult personal shit wow. but he got through it no, that's, so that's really uh, great to know yeah. it really is so you'll you'll see it you'll be i mean i don't know how far you mm-hmm. are uh in the show no, I'll keep my. Eye. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that. So now I can. Now I can have that in the back of my mind as I continue. You'll be able to see it with like the characters' outlooks on like how things are in the world. Yeah. It gives it. You'll be able to notice yeah, it. It gives it real passion. It it doesn't seem scripted. Like it feels feels like something that won't really really happen. Very yeah, raw. Exactly. Um. All right. Uh. Thanks, guys, for listening to our first. Yeah. Episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, we'll do this, like I said, two times a month. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll try to get this out on, like, a Wednesday, maybe, just to, like, pick people up in their midweek doldrums. Yeah, definitely. Something to look forward to.